0: This is so Andy.
1: This is Random Randy Savage from Code Forty Five Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
2: Broadcasting very fast and
1: very dangerous from the planet Malastare, You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "Are people gonna die?" The only podcast to make
2: the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. There will be no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 301 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Guess who's back? Back again. Aubrey's back. (laughs) Hello (laughs) friends.
1: Aubrey, what what show are you recording this week?
0: Um, we are on pint of all comics. (laughs) (laughs) Pint of all comics. (laughs) Yes. Pint of all the comics (laughs) with some speak.
1: (laughs) And and, and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans.
2: Hey, when a twelve year old comes at you with a machete, you just gotta kick him in the chest. What's going on, everybody?
1: And this week we've got a very special guest, direct and live from the sweatshop where we make him run our YouTube channel, Mr. Adam Wallyhawk.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, anytime, Adam, anytime. But you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a little bit of news, which is surprising in the world of pandemic. And then we've got a review of the new movie on Netflix. Chris Hemsworth is Extraction. It's all about going to the dentist and getting your teeth pulled. Before we get into that, how is everyone doing? Adam, what's going on in the world of Wallyhawk? Everything.
3: <laughs> <Very good. laughs> That's not good. Ugh. <laughs> My workload like, tripled with quarantine, but it's all good. Well, as long as you're pumping out those
1: YouTube videos. Trying to, yeah. What's coming up on YouTube?
3: Uh, trying to get another direct focus done and trying to still collect Star Wars news, but that's scarce.
1: Just about any news is scarce right now, sadly. Yeah. It's tough out there for a current events, movie, news, and review podcast. But Aubrey, how is quarantine treating you?
0: Um, I've been working. So, Virginia started everything that all of the other states are starting, uh, like, last month. And we've had to wear masks for a while, and everything's been shut down. And, uh, like, all of our grocery stores are One Direction. And One Direction? Every- <laughs> yeah. Everything's been taped off for a while. Like, you couldn't do anything. And uh, so, our numbers finally went down. So, we're going to start... Um, the phase one of reopening everything and so on friday they're gonna do like uh, restaurants and breweries like outdoor seating can be at 50 percent capacity you can't be near like sidewalks and stuff like that but so friday we're gonna be able to start uh having people actually sit down outside and drink Instead of doing like pickups and deliveries, what that's what I've been doing a lot of is picks up pickups and deliveries. And uh, all of the servers and everything have to wear masks, which we didn't have to before, so that'll be a little bit new. So we've been preparing for that, and that's been uh, new. I've finished all my finals, and uh, so yeah, it's been okay.
1: Awesome. Well, it's good to hear that you're back to work. Speaking Speaking of working it, Markellis, how the hell are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I haven't done anything major except for edit uh, episode 300 of the podcast. That pretty much took my entire life. Uh, but other than that, uh, no, I've been working on that. I'm trying to do a project. I'm trying to make a video for the YouTube page. And I've been very slowly piecing things together and putting it together. Uh, it's definitely a lot more... A lot more effort than I need to put into it, but I have no other choice. I have to do it all now so I can know how to make it easier for the future. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been working on, editing and prepping this project.
1: Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate you editing that episode of the show. It was great to have 300 episodes in a row, and that was a long one, actually. (laughs) We talked (laughs) almost two hours before editing, so... Was, yeah, uh, some
0: of us didn't even know that we were a part of it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I spoke to uh, Beat Him Down, and he said, Oh man, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I felt like I laughed a lot, way too much on your show, and, and I mentioned, you know, it probably wasn't the best jump-on point for somebody who's like, wow, 300 episodes, let me check these guys out.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it was really just the five of us laughing about a bad movie for two hours, <laughs> but... You know what? We had fun. So that's all that matters. Awesome. Well, Mark, we love you and we greatly appreciate your effort. If I can ever figure out how to put music into Audacity, then I could edit for you sometimes. Sure, sure.
2: And how are how are you doing, Joy? How are all of those uh, Noah's pastas treating you?
1: Oh, <laughs> they're good. They're good. I've been getting yelled at that I'm not supposed to eat one one a day. So I've, I've done held back a little bit. I bought more the other day when I went out to the grocery store. I went to uh, Walmart. We needed meat, and uh, I decided they, they didn't have any. The, the store near my house, uh, which is Big Y, which is a big uh, grocery store in New England, they, their meat has been sparse, and when they have it, it's ridiculously overpriced. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to Walmart. I went to Walmart, and you had to wait in line outside to get in, which was obnoxious, and it started raining. <laughs> And where they have you standing is not covered. So <laughs> eventually I got inside. I got some meat and they had more of the pasta sides. So I grabbed like 10 more.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: They threw those in a bag. So I, my g- giant bag of pasta sides is growing. Um, other than that, I'm just working, <laughs> sleeping and working my way through Clone Wars.
0: So. I actually looked for those down here and I was just going to mail them to you. But they were <laughs> sold out of all of them except for like cheddar and broccoli. As, yeah, I was just like, there's no way he's going to watch Cheddar and Broccoli.
2: All right, so at uh, at PastaCon 2020, uh, Aubrey's going to buy the Gundams, and Joey's just going to buy like all of the pasta.
1: <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> how much pasta I could fit in one of those bags. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But enough about us, Marcellus, Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more? So is your podcast
2: all right so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week uh, you'll find some movie reviews from yours truly netflix amazon and hulu streaming pics from our buddy the awesome adam wally hawk uh, you also find some of our merchandise there you can purchase some of our t-shirts and sweatshirts and look good while you're representing the show Uh, A great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we have right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. uh, And you can stream us through Spotify. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash where you can support our show and get bonus content. We also have a YouTube page. Videos going up almost every week from our buddy Adam. Uh, Shout out to every podcast on the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network back to you, Joey.
0: I'm a straight up nerd.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we, we do have a little bit of news to talk about, so Marcellus, take us through what's going on in the world of nerd this week.
2: Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. All right, so this week in nerdy news, a little bit of Star Wars news that's happening. Uh, It looks like Mandalorian Season 2 is definitely amping up to bring in some big guns this year. Uh, We already talked before about uh, Rosario Dawson coming on as Ahsoka, a live-action version of Ahsoka. And now a character that they actually teased in Season 1 that they never really fulfilled on uh, kind of, uh, had people scratching their heads. They confirmed it. Boba Fett is going to be in Mandalorian season two. Uh, and they're going to have, uh, the gentleman that played Jango Fett and the clones from the original Star Wars movies, uh, Tamora Morrison is going to be coming back as Boba Fett. So I think this is really cool. Um, Dave Filoni, who, uh, uh kind of oversees the the animated shows and made his jump into live action with the Mandalorian TV show. Uh he's like a a thread that's going to connect kind of connect these universes together. So I think the fact that that uh we're getting more of uh his part of the universe with these characters having him involved I think is really cool. So I'm psyched to see Boba Fett back in there. I'm glad he made it out of that Sarlacc pit. Uh some people might feel this is jumping a shark, but I have no issues with it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty psyched about it. But what do you guys think about it? Let's start with our special guest, Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Adam, what's up?
3: I think it's really cool. Uh, Boa Fett's definitely a fan favorite. My only apprehension is I don't want him to outshine the Mandalorian. You think there might be like a Mandalorian versus Mandalorian battle that might happen? Um. Well, I'm, I'm more afraid like Baby Yoda already took so much attention from the show. Yeah. That if they now bring in Boba Fett and Ahsoka, like what's left for the actual Mandalorian. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Still excited.
2: All right. So, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Boba Fett coming back?
0: I'm excited to see Boba Fett, like, more involved in something. I mean, he he was a a big part of the original trilogy, but I feel like there was a lot left to be desired and, and he is a lot of people's favorite character Mm -hmm. for not much of a good reason because he doesn't have too much of a storyline in, in the original trilogy. So it'd be really nice to actually see him a part of something and to get a bigger feel of who that character is.
2: All right. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about Boba Fett coming back?
1: Oh man. Uh, Boba Fett was, my favorite character (laughs) for a long time. Um, I don't know who my favorite character is right now. It changes, but like when I was a kid, it was, uh, Luke. And then when I was a little older, it was Han, but then probably from, I would say like 12, 13 up until, I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, it was definitely Boba Fett. Um, I loved Boba Fett. I know, Aubrey, you sound like my wife when she's like, he doesn't do
0: anything. (laughs)
3: I he know just and it's weird
0: he's there. He's one of my favorites too and I can't even explain really why. It might be because he's so mysterious. But
1: he's cool looking, he's mysterious, he actually captures Han Solo and um you know up until he dies in Return of the Jedi, he was seemed pretty capable. <laughs> and he he did a lot of cool stuff in the expanded universe novels too, but that without saying um yeah, I mean I'm excited to see what they do with them. I mean they brought in uh, the Darksaber at the end of season one so maybe he is going to be allied with uh, Moff Gideon having something to do with the Darksaber and Mandalore but we'll see uh, I'm excited for everything they got coming out for Mandalorian it seems like it's in really great hands so I'm not worried at all <laughs> if you watch the uh, Disney Gallery series that just came out on Disney Plus have you guys watched any
0: of that
3: oh yeah it's very cool
0: no I haven't
1: Dave Filoni talking on that, and you're just like, you want to jump through the screen and be like, grab Kathleen Kennedy and be like, make this man the Kevin Feige of Star Wars immediately. <laughs> my exact thought. Because, uh yeah, just listening to him explain like the prequels, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy's amazing. I, what the fuck? I love the prequels now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool seeing a whole lot of stuff from like Clone Wars uh, tying into this because. Now I'm watching my way through Clone Wars, and thank God I made it out of episode uh, season one. Season one was brutal, and then and right towards the end of season one, it starts getting better. And then season two has been pretty freaking awesome so far. So like now I'm like all in on Clone Wars, and I'm like, oh sweet, look at this guy's coming back, and this guy and this guy. So now I'm excited to see what uh, comes forward in the Mandalorian.
2: I'm actually thinking about what what you said, Adam, before. Like if if someone said that they were going to make. Uh, a tv show and boba fett was going to be in it like all of the cool stuff that we would want for boba fett they already did with the mandalorian like he's already doing all of the cool boba fett shit so i kind of feel like boba fett already has his tv show um so them bringing him in like what is he gonna do he can't do any of the cool shit because we already saw the mandalorian do that cool shit um do you think i don't know how do you how do you adam how do you think that's gonna play out between the two of them
3: well, I feel like they're going to be at odds with each other for sure, because Boba Fett's not an actual Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And also the fan theory is that it was his foot that showed up in the episode with the uh, the two bounty hunters, Michelle Yao and the guy who looked like John Travolta's son.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: um, people think that that was Boba Fett. So that makes me believe that he's allying himself with them in some way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that they were teasing that to be Boba Fett. So that means we get to see that character. We get to see all of those characters come back. So I think it's pretty cool. All right. So then next, uh, the next bit of news is uh, later on we're going to be talking about a Netflix movie. Uh, but we did do a review of a big Netflix movie before, and it looks like that movie is getting a sequel. Uh, I don't know if anyone wanted this or requested this, but Bright Part Two is actually happening now. Uh, we're not going to get David Ayer back. He is working on some other remake. I forgot what it was. It's not, obviously it's not the suicide squad. Uh, So he's gone and suicide
1: squad (laughs) three
2: birds of prey, bird suicide squad three birds of prey. That's what, that's what it is. And uh, neither is Max Landis. Max Landis is out of the picture too, which I'm sure a lot of people are grateful for. Um, But
1: we, especially women on the set.
2: (laughs) but we're getting uh, my boy, Louis, the terrier uh, back behind the camera. The director of probably arguably one of the best MCU movies of all time, The Incredible Hulk. Break- oh, God.
1: <laughs> the, the opinions of Markell's rankings do not represent. I always podcast. I love,
2: I love pushing that button. Um, but yeah, I think Louis Leterrier is pretty good. I haven't had a chance to check out his Dark Crystal show for Netflix. I heard that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, him and Netflix are doing good things now, and now he's going to be doing Bright 2. I was not the biggest fan of Bright, but you know they obviously have a lot of faith in it, and they definitely want to do more of that mystical humans and magical elves type of world. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, Bright 2 with Lewis the Terrier. Is anyone besides Markellis excited for it? Uh, Aubrey.
0: I don't remember hating Bright. Mm. I mean, I'll watch it because I don't remember Hating it, so we'll <laughs> see. Well, I'm, I'm not like. I mean, jumping if you thought you weren't it. gonna
1: have to watch it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm afraid I've got some bad
1: news. Bray
2: Two is definitely going on a docket.
0: I, I'm, I mean, the idea behind it wasn't horrible, so we'll see. I mean, if Will Smith is still in it, then yep. I'm not angry. I again, I don't remember hating it. I don't remember much of it, but I don't remember hating it.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Joey, how about you, man? How do you feel about bright two with Louis Leterrier?
1: Well, for all the, uh, shit I like to give Louis Latelier, um, he did direct transporter one and two. So I do love those movies. (laughs) So Good on him. And, uh, I, I don't remember. I'm, I'm in the same boat as Aubrey. I, I, I don't think I had thought about Bright after we watched it and talked about it on the show yep. until this news came out. Yep. And I don't remember hating it. I don't remember, like, loving it either. I think, like, the thing I like the best about it and, you know, thinking about it again as this news came out, the thing I like the best was the world building and, and like, the kind of, like, society and like environment they had set up. I don't give two shits about, um, Will Smith's character and the orc guy. Like they could have new characters for all I care, but I'm, I'm happy to have Will Smith in anything. So that's fine. But I'm more interested to see where they go with the world building and what they do with that. Cause that was probably the most interesting part of the whole movie to me. Um, especially especially somebody who played a lot of D and D back in the day and, and a lot of shadow cause it was familiar with that. I'm probably aging myself, but, um. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that stuff's cool. So if they kind of go further in that direction, great. Um, maybe they'll go a little further in the action direction. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm not against seeing it. I'm not, like, sitting down in front of the TV with a timer waiting for it. But it's fine. <laughs> Could be worse. Could be a lot worse.
4: Mm,
2: they are going to expand the world. I, I'm, I know the original kind of took place in uh, the neighborhood of Los Angeles. And a new one is going to be a little bit more international. So they're definitely building it out. A little bit bigger than the first one. Um, But Adam, were you a fan of Bright, and are you psyched even a little bit for a new movie by Louis the Terrier?
3: Um, Not psyched, but I will be watching it. Kind of like what Aubrey and Joey said, I didn't hate Bright. I also didn't love Bright. If I remember right, one of the big issues was they spent way too much money making it, and no matter how good it did, it could never live up to that. And I don't think that needs to be that expensive.
2: Yeah, they definitely overspent it. But they also announced that they were making a sequel like a week before the first one came out. So this was going to happen regardless.
3: No, oh, okay. 20, i to get Will Smith and Joel Edgerton back.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're coming back. I'm pretty sure they are. Especially now that uh, everyone's looking for something to do post-COVID-19. post, uh, post uh, I'm sure uh, everyone's going to be amping to get back, uh, get back to work. Uh, I, I don't will, know.
3: Will Smith has been doing Red Table Talk.
2: And like doing his... Uh,
0: do people watch that after Jordan Woods was on it?
3: I don't know if people watched it even then.
0: Oh, people just wanted the the details of her affair with Tristan Thompson.
3: Oh, I don't even know who it is. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Facebook talk show with uh, Will Smith's wife and mother in law and daughter. Yep. Star of uh, The Matrix. Yep.
1: And enter the matrix, the video game.
3: (laughs) Yes, actually.
2: (laughs) And I do have one other bit of news, but this isn't something that I can talk about right now. Uh, it actually has to deal with our main event, uh, for this week. So I'll keep that bit of news and, uh, we'll bring it up as we talk about the main topic of this week's episode.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for news. It's, it's nice to have news to talk about, to be quite honest with you. Um, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to review extraction
3: can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer
2: ladies and gentlemen the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure and this year we need your help more than ever
3: Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit
2: www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference.
1: And we're back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to watch a new movie for a change. It's been almost, what, uh, eight weeks since we've had a a new release to review. We've been doing some retro reviews and some I hate you now watch picks.
0: How long ago we, was The Hunt?
1: Uh, we did that for Patreon, so that was technically probably like four six weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know, but it doesn't count because it was only exclusively for Patreon. and so not on the main podcast.
0: Time blends together.
1: Yeah, time has no meaning in quarantine, but let's jump into it. Extraction on Netflix says, of course, we'll do a non-spoiler impression to start, and then Mark will play the drop and we'll spoil the movie. So just to start, what did you think of Extraction, uh, Mark Ellis?
2: I absolutely loved it. I had no expectations for it at all. Like, I didn't really read up on it. I didn't listen to any shows, read any reviews. I had no idea what to expect, and I was blown away by it.
3: Awesome. Well, uh, Adam, how about you? I was also pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be kind of like that uh, Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds that just was not great. Um, And I was being really cynical when I first started it, but it kind of won me over. Excellent. Uh, Aubrey?
0: I'm a nice blend between uh, Mark and Adam, where I did not read anything about it. I had no idea what to expect. I was a little cynical at first, and um, I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I, uh, I'm i kind of in the same boat with you guys. I, I, I knew that it was getting hype as an action movie, because uh, – came out and then people started uh, tweeting about it a lot and posting about it on social media that it was on par with john wick and like you got to watch this movie blah 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 Um, and i was interested strictly because of the director who was a stunt coordinator on a lot of mcu films uh, mostly uh ones that had really good fight scenes (laughs) so uh, i was interested and i I watched it and i guess it was pretty awesome (laughs) I really liked it. I didn't know what the plot was. I didn't know anything about it other than Chris Hemsworth in an action movie. And and it delivered in spades. I, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was pretty good. But we must spoil the movie. So, Marcellus, drop the drop and let's get into Extraction.
3: Spoiler alert. I have seen the future and I had to prevent it.
1: All right. Let's start with likes. Uh, Marcellus, give us some things you liked about this movie.
2: Yeah, there's There's a lot of things I like about this movie. There is a chase scene that happens probably about, I don't know, like 45 minutes into the movie. That's a 12-minute one-shot, meaning the camera follows the characters as they run around, jump in a car, drive the car, get out of the car, get in more fights. It's all done in one take. And it's kind of like the director was like, oh, yeah, I saw 1917. That's nice. But uh, here, let me do... The same thing in a short amount of space, but give you three times the amount of action. And it's amazing. You can kind of see the seams a little bit, but I didn't care. Just the fact that they were going that hard in the middle of a movie to do that 12-minute uh, nonstop one-shot deal, that blew me away. thats I actually went back and rewatched just that scene. It's so good. So that's one of the things that I loved about it. Awesome. What part was that? The part where the... Uh, where there's the the other guy, the guy that, that kind of um, the bodyguard of the kid, of Avi. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. He, he catches them in a the forest. Like, he starts chasing them. They're in a the forest. They run out of the forest and they jump into the car. As soon okay. as they jump into the car, from that moment to the part where Chris Hemsworth gets hit by the truck at the fight
1: scene, at the market, that's all one shot. Wow. I didn't even notice that when I was watching it, so...
2: Yeah, it's okay. it's it's pretty I'll seamless go back and rewatch. it. <laughs> it's pretty seamless. They do a really good job blending it. Oh, all right.
1: Cool. Uh, how about you, Adam? Some things you the liked act, about the movie.
3: The action was definitely on point. And I like the uh, the little attention to detail that a lot of action movies get wrong. Like he reloaded the gun. Yes. A silencer didn't actually make it completely silent. Um, different things like that. And I like that the hero took hits.
1: Yeah, he was not uh, in a good way towards the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Definitely when they're not
1: God. Right. Did you watch this with Jackie or no?
3: I did. She was actually, um, she's like, I'll just do something else. You can put it on. And she ended up sitting watching the whole thing. Nice.
1: Did she like it? <laughs> she did. Yeah. Well, that's good. You get to, uh, you get to stay married for another week.
3: <laughs> yep. I <laughs> bought myself some more time. That's right.
1: All right. Aubrey, how about you? What did you like about the movie?
0: I loved the movie. Um, Chris Hemsworth did an amazing job. Um, I I actually watched this movie at work, um, so there were a couple times where I had to pause it. But I was fully invested in the movie from the beginning. I think that Chris Hemsworth did an amazing job as an alcoholic slash drug addict, <laughs> it's almost. I was really excited to see Hopper in there. I was disappointed by his character. Avi um, had a great complexity to him, where he is the child of a drug lord, but he doesn't have the mentality of the drug lord. Um, And I could sympathize with that a little bit. So it, it had such a good story that had this level of complexity to it that kept you completely interested in it.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really, really, really liked the movie. I love the action scenes. I think the first one in the apartment when he first finds the kid is just like phenomenal and really violent. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the action is just great through the whole movie. I loved, um, I loved just about all the characters. I didn't like the drug dealer, the drug Lord. Uh, we'll get into that in a few minutes, but I, I just I was just blown away. like i I was expecting nothing. And I think that with these Netflix movies, this kind of like makes it almost better. Like maybe if I paid money to go see this in the movie theater and sat through six months of trailers, maybe I wouldn't have liked it as much. But considering my expectations were nothing, and I just sat down in my home and watched it. I probably liked it a lot more than I would have, but man, when he killed that guy with a rake,
4: <laughs>
0: I couldn't believe it. And like the. the <laughs> Normally, I don't really like graphic stuff in, in action movies, but this had such a good story to it that I was totally invested in it, despite the gruesome pieces in it.
1: We're, we're, get, we're slowly tearing down your wall, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> we started with the hunt, and it was a little gory at the beginning, and now we got some guy getting impaled on a rake. We'll get there. We'll get there. Halloween part two is coming out this fall, <laughs> allegedly. So we still have time to break you down. Excellent. But as with all things, if you like things, you have to dislike things. So, Adam, what were some things you didn't like about the movie?
3: Oh, um, I thought the Hopper, well, the guy who plays Hopper. I can't think of his name right now. Dave Harbour. Yeah, yep. Uh, I, I thought his character turn was incredibly predictable. And I was saying like minutes before that wow, I'm really glad they didn't do the obvious thing and have the whole team turn their backs on him. And then he meets this guy who turns his back on him. And I was like, oh, there we go. Was that the only thing that you didn't like? Off the top of my head, it might be.
4: Huh. All
3: right. I didn't think it was that bad. I wasn't going to dissect it and tear it down because it was more good than bad. Right. And
1: I I didn't think the heel turn, for lack of a better term, from uh, Hopper was that bad. I, I didn't. I thought that he was just going to send them on their way and that was it. But um, I, just because it's it's him, you know, that, that actor. So I'm just expecting him to be good.
3: Oh, <laughs> I just thought the movie was like it was basically like a leftover script from the 90s. But then they rewrote parts to subvert your expectations.
1: Oh, was Ryan
3: Johnson around. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> when, when I started the movie, and I was being cynical. Uh, one of my notes was, did Jerry Bruckheimer produce this? But then it was better than that. How about you, Marcellus? Some things you didn't like.
2: Uh, yeah, the only thing I didn't really like, um, I kind of have to piggyback what Adam said. I didn't, it's not that I didn't like the story. I just, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like the way it was written. I just didn't like that part of the story. Like I wish that, that there was another solution, but I understand why it happened. I mean, if you're hiding out in India and you know, your friend shows up with a $10 million bounty, you know, $10 million is a lot of money. You know, and especially if you spend some time in that country, you see it as your way out. So I can definitely understand why he would do that. Um, It just kind of bummed me out because like, even though he's only in a few scenes, he's really good. Like he's a really good actor. And I, for some reason, like when he, I like, I really bought into his character and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's really good. So the fact that he's kind of for, yeah, for lack of a better word, a heel, that kind of sucks. Um, that I didn't like, but you know, it, it's part of the story and I can understand that. I also didn't like the little, <laughs> the, the kid that I uh, wanted to be the, uh, wanted to be the badass. Uh, I was getting some real, like, uh, like city of God flashbacks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, uh, you know, just the, the fact that you knew, you knew what was going to happen, like at the end of the movie, cause the movie starts off with Hemsworth already beaten up and bloody and you know, like, and then it goes two days before. So, you know, shit's going to go down. But yeah, his his final appearance, that little thirteen year old kid's final appearance in the movie, that pissed me off. I understand why, and they set it up nicely. It still pissed me off. But those are only those are like quibbles. Other than that, I I love this movie. All
1: right, how about you, Aubrey?
0: Um, there were parts of the story that I didn't enjoy as much. Like I didn't enjoy the beginning piece of it. Um, like when they, oh, what's her name? Is it Nikki? Yeah, whatever that chick's name is. Yeah. When she showed up, like it was like we were supposed to know who she was
1: the girl that runs the uh, like strike team. Yeah. Yeah. She was hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and there's like this chemistry there that you don't quite understand and you never understand. Like, there's never an explanation as to why she cares so much about Chris Hemsworth's character. Like, I thought for sure when they showed the flashbacks of his son and they kept, like, blurring it all out, I thought, 100%, in the end, when they don't blur it out, it's going to be her. That's the mother. Uh. I like, thought for sure it was going to be. But then it wasn't. So then I was left with this feeling of, like, why does she care so much? What is, what is the point? And... I, so I didn't like that piece of it. I didn't really like the beginning piece where he just, like, sits at the bottom of the ocean. I thought for sure it was going to be a really stupid movie because that was a horrible beginning. <laughs> and I think then,
1: I, I kind of envision, like, that's what Australia is like. Like, when uh, Paul and Wayne are getting ready to record a new episode of The Countdown, <laughs> they, like, are in a jungle and then they, like, come and dive off a cliff. <laughs> Everyone's drinking Fosters.
0: I... I actually had a um, hairstylist who was from Australia, and I asked her, I was like, Dude, what? you guys have, like, all the dangerous animals there. And she's like, yeah, but it's almost like here, where they don't really come out the way that it's portrayed, and you know not to go near them. I'm like, oh, so interesting. I always envisioned Australia as, like, this place where you go walking down the street, there's a scorpion.
4: There's
1: <laughs> giant spiders everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't, that didn't connect very well to me. I didn't really like how he just falls off the bridge, and then it shows Avi, like, doing the same thing. Like, how did he know to sit at the bottom of the pool? Um, and then he comes up, and there's a dude that looks like Chris Hemsworth waiting by the side of the pool. Like, I don't, I don't know. It That all seemed kind of disconnected, and there were pieces of the story that felt, very disconnected that could have been done better
1: all right i I can agree with that i think some of it is that these this movie doesn't exist if there's not three john wick movies and i think they were kind of aping that a little bit trying to give you hints and like i don't know like glimpses of a bigger world and, and a bigger thing going on that you don't know about and you just know as much as you need to know for the story but it didn't work as well so
2: no, this is yeah. this is based on a graphic novel, um, and I know that the writer has been trying to the Russo, one of the Russo brothers, has been trying to get it done for like ten years. He's been working on it. So just the fact that you know he was able to become friends with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Netflix was like, oh, you got Chris Hemsworth and you have an action movie. Here's a ton of money. Go do it. So um, yeah, I definitely think that getting a greenlit John Wick played a big part in that. But this is something that they've been working on
3: for a while.
1: Right. 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 Well, they gave him $60 million to make it, so... <laughs> I think it had more to do with Avengers Endgame.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's going to tell the Russos no at this point.
1: Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, really, the, the first thing I... One of the first thing I didn't like and I hate when any movie does this is the uh, the beginning of the movie starts at the end of the movie.
4: Yeah.
1: And it, it, it almost reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog, and he's like, you won't believe how we got here. <laughs> Like I was waiting for him to turn and look at the camera and say stuff like that, but, um, and then start floss dancing. <laughs> but, um, cause then, you know, it nothing, he has to get to that point on the bridge. So it takes attention out of the rest of the movie. So that that's frustrating. And then as this is extreme minor quibble, but how powerful were those binoculars that the drug Lord had at the end of the movie? (laughs) (laughs) You can see across the river. I (laughs) was
0: so confused by that.
1: (laughs) He's like two towns away and he's just looking through regular binoculars. Like, Oh, (laughs) look what's happening. (laughs) You can't see that. Stop it immediately. (laughs) I get they don't want, he doesn't have to be at the action or something. There could have been some other way for him to see what was going on. Um, that was, that was that was really annoyed me. Um, that was really it though. I mean, I didn't have any uh, huge things that jumped out. I mean the story was a little light in some places and I, I, I don't know I, I feel like it should have hit the ground running when it started instead of maybe like 10- 15 minutes of like his kids going to school and then going to a club.
3: Instead of starting it with him all beat up in a parking lot, they should have started it with him completing a mission with that team. And then he goes back into his drug haze, and then he shows the kid for a while. Then we know who these people are. Right, right. So, I mean, there's a little
1: quibbles here and there. When that guy threw that kid off the fucking building. Dude,
2: at that part, I'm like, I don't care what happens at the end of this movie. I don't care if they break out in song and dance. I don't give a shit. I just want that bad guy to die. I just want someone (laughs) to kill him by the end of this movie. That pissed me off so much.
1: He didn't, though. He didn't get killed.
2: Yeah, yeah, she killed him. Oh, okay. Nick killed him. They did? Yeah, he went she to the. She killed ba-
0: the drug lord. I didn't know that she killed the. No, oh, she killed the, the general.
1: Guy.
2: She shot the general as a sniper. But yeah. then at the end of the movie, the drug lord went into the men's bathroom and then she snuck up with him with like a this fancy dress, and shot him yeah, and then walked out the door. Yeah, yeah but, but she, she didn't. didn't
0: okay. She didn't kill the dude that threw the kids over.
2: No, she killed the no the yeah not the kid not the guy that threw the kid over the actual drug lord. That's why I wanted to. Yeah.
0: That's another piece that I didn't quite understand though because it doesn't explain why she did that and why she cared so much that Chris Hemsworth died. Like it's almost like she kills him to get back at him for it, but it doesn't I don't know why.
1: Cuz they were supposed He's to terrible. get paid. They're supposed to get paid a lot of money to get that kid out and they got double crossed. So they didn't get any money and the whole team got killed. So fuck that guy.
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One big question I had was: if this drug lord is so powerful and he has all these henchmen and he owns like a private military, why did he have like eight junkies in a shack watching the kid?
0: So people didn't know where to go.
3: Private school ain't cheap. Yeah. I think it was the police
2: that were—they're the ones that grabbed the kid. Um, and I think I would just assume they just needed a place for for him to hide out that wasn't a police station.
0: I'm just saying. If he was selling me drugs, I may buy them. If Chris Hemsworth was coming to take a kid, I may let him take me as a hostage. <laughs> <laughs> there was some very good casting in this movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so interested.
4: There you go.
1: <laughs> some man candy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, at least at the end, Mark, when she came to kill the guy in the bathroom, we got to see her in a, looking hot in a dress. So. Yep. Like, oh. Mm,
0: maybe that's why Jackie was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie. And then she <laughs> she sat down. Yeah,
3: that's why she sticks <laughs> around the whole time. You're <laughs> yeah,
0: she's like, who is this drug lord and where can I get some heroin? <laughs>
2: I Good did Lord. I did like the fight scene between Chris Hemsworth and a bunch of kids cuz you don't really see that too often. There's a part where he smacks the kid and it looks like the uh that meme of Batman smacking Robin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That was pretty great.
0: That was really funny cuz he was like, "What the fuck?" and then he just like slaps a kid. <laughs> It's like he doesn't want to seriously hurt them, but he also is like, these kids are trying to kill me. What do I do? There's a nice little dynamic there.
2: Yeah, and you don't get to see that. Not that I want to see it in movies, but that's something that you don't really get to see in movies. I thought it was nice.
1: Yeah, it was enjoyable. So, yeah, I mean, let's get it a score. Aubrey, out of five, zero being the worst, five being the best. What do you give Extraction?
0: I will give it a 4.5. I I would definitely rewatch it. If I had nothing else to watch and I was really bored and, you know, I turned on my TV <laughs> um, and there was some issues that I had with it, which is why it's not a complete five. But it, it definitely was not the worst thing I've ever watched. And it was it kept my attention for the whole two hours. At first, I thought I was like, Fuck, this movie is two hours. <laughs> how am That's I going to okay. make it through?
1: <laughs> All right, Marcellus, how about you?
2: uh yeah i'm gonna give it a four out of five uh i was thinking how would i have graded this movie if i had seen it in the theaters if it actually did get the theatrical release and i and i i'm gonna keep it the same and keep it the same so i'm gonna give it a, a four out of five i actually really enjoyed it
1: awesome how about you adam i got three and a half all right three and a half are you grading it higher because it was on netflix or lower
3: I think if I saw it in the theater, it would have been very forgettable middle of the road. But because I thought it was going to be a forgettable piece of crap and then I liked it, it gets a little bit of a bump. All right. And I am going to I'm going to agree with Adam and give it a three and a half.
1: I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. It does have some issues, but I feel like it kind of gets a bit of a Netflix pass where you're like, ah, you know, there's some issue here a little little issue there and again nothing huge don't get me wrong we're not talking about like a abomination of a movie or anything but you know you, you feel I feel like sometimes the grade is a little cushier when it's like oh well, I just sat down on the couch and watched on Netflix so I didn't have right. to leave the house so I, I'm definitely going to three and a half I, I was about halfway through it and I'm like god damn it I should have waited to watch this with Colin because like this is a freaking badass action movie and we could have watched it together but I guess that means I'm gonna have to watch it again
4: so, there you go. I think it's awesome.
1: again. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. So that's great. All right. So Mark Ellis, so you had some news that you're holding back until the review. What do you got?
2: Yeah. So it looks like Joe Russo, uh, one half of the Russo brothers who wrote this movie did sign to write Extraction 2. Uh so the question is now whether it's going to be a prequel where they can bring back uh David Harbour. Or a sequel, because as Aubrey mentioned, there's a character that shows up at the end of the movie and you don't really know who it is. Uh, it could be Chris Hemsworth's character. We have no idea. Uh, so they do kind of kind of leave it open for, uh, for a sequel. So, uh, yeah. So we are getting another one. We just don't know what it would be. Uh, is any of those ideas appealing to any of you guys? Uh, let's start with uh, – Joey, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, of course. Give me a sequel. I do not want a prequel in any way, shape, or form, but uh, I will – gladly take a sequel, you know, like just ramp it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever you got to do, ramp it up, throw them somewhere else and give me some more badass action sequences and we're good.
2: So Aubrey, they could make a a prequel that will include David Harbour, it includes Nick and you'll get a little bit of backstory of why she was all into him. Is that something you would like or would you rather have a sequel?
0: Honestly, I wouldn't mind either way because I think they set it up perfectly to go either way. There was enough flashbacks and hinting at his history in order for there to be a really good prequel and then there was that scene at the end where they set it up pretty good for a sequel so i will take either one
2: all right and wally hawk how about you man how do you feel what what are you leaning towards prequel or sequel
3: i'm hoping sequel because they can use that as an opportunity to, to iron out the little bumps that were in the first one really refine it
2: yeah, I have a feeling that he's going to come out of the water with no memory. It's going to be a, a born identity all over again. He's going to have to get a new team and extract someone else.
1: Hopefully, it won't be a bunch of shaky cam action scenes then <laughs> if it's going to be born identity. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Aubrey, let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. What do you got?
0: You know, I have a whole week to think of really good recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> And I never, never can think of a good one because I don't do enough to, to have a good recommendation. So I recommend everybody go watch Extraction because it's really good. If you've already watched it, watch it again. And uh, that's all I got.
3: All right. Adam, how about you? On Netflix, there is a, a comedy special, a three-part comedy special that is all improv with Tom Middleditch and... Ben Schwartz, it's actually really, really funny. They talk to the audience to get the premise, and they even riff with the audience, and then they go into the full thing where they play multiple characters, and they jump into each other's characters, and it's it's just madcap craziness. Awesome. All right. Well, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, I want
2: to recommend everyone go to the uh, Collider.com uh, YouTube page. There's an interview with uh, directors of John Wick, uh, Chad Stalinsky and David... Leach, of course. Chad went on to do the other John Wick movies. Uh, David went on to do Atomic Blonde and Deadpool Two. Uh, but it's a really good like hour conversation with them where they talk about Speed Racer. They talk about The Matrix. Uh, they talk about insights on Hollywood that you don't like really honest insights on Hollywood that you don't really hear from uh, a lot of famous directors. So uh, it's a collider.com interview with the John wick directors. They give an update on John wick four, <laughs> which is surprising uh, and an update on the Highlander movie that they're Highlander sequels, I guess that they're trying to get off the ground. So it's really cool. It's really interesting. looking into Hollywood filmmaking.
1: Awesome. Well, I will recommend that everyone goes to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. And there's movie reviews and so much more on sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, just about anywhere under the sun that you find your podcast. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. You can see Adam on there all the time with Star Wars talks, streaming picks movie trailer reactions and unboxings and more go to youtube and search so wizard podcast we'll be there for free exclusive content don't forget about our patreon page patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast you can support us monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast this month is the only way to find out what we thought of the oscar-winning movie parasite is through our patreon and I am going to recommend that you watch The Last Dance on, depending on where you live, either ESPN or Netflix. Which is, I talked about it on my uh, Patreon exclusive episode last month. But it's a documentary about the final season of the Chicago Bulls championship run, and it's an hour-long episode of so a documentary about ten episodes long. I think they're up to six episodes now, and it is amazing i gotta be honest with you this is my tv show of the year right now it is so so good i don't know how much of that like nostalgia for watching a lot of sports during that time period is or not but i mean i don't know if aubrey would be too interested in it, or adam but uh, it, it's phenomenal so check out the last dance on espn or netflix depending on where you live and Of course, check out the movie Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, because that, my friends, is what we'll be talking about next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for episode 301 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: So long, and thanks for all the fish.
1: The man with the plan behind the YouTube channel, Adam Wallyhawk. Thanks again for having me. It's always a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans.
2: I love Babu Frick. Wakanda forever.
1: <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey.